The Teaching with Soul podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is created, the Wajak Noongar people. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all First Nations people listening today. Hello beautiful teacher and welcome to Teaching with Soul a podcast for heart-led teachers just like you who know there's more to life than seating plans, test scores and behaviour management. This is your space to come back to you. We explore topics like mindfulness, self-care, spirituality, social justice, shifting your beliefs, true rest and so much more. And all through the lens of being a teacher. Because let's be honest, nobody truly understands this industry like we do. This isn't professional development, it's personal development. I'm your host, Jessica Mason, wellness coach for teachers, and I'm so grateful to share this space with you each week. So, take a deep breath, pour yourself a cuppa, and let's dive in. Hello, beautiful teacher. I am recording this episode for you. Uh, It's Thursday night, Perth time, um, the week that this episode goes live. I have turned all of the lights off. I've got my uh, diffuser going, so there's a little bit of dim light. I've got my peppermint tea here. I've just set up the most cozy space to record this. Um, My husband has gone to the studio for some late night rehearsal. He's a musician. And I've got the house to myself. I've got some uh, space to record this for you. And I'm so excited to jump right in. So a little update on what's been happening at Jessica Mason HQ as we head towards the end of the year. Some very, very exciting news is that we've just hit 500 downloads of the Teaching with Soul podcast, which is awesome. Um, Something else that's super exciting to do with the podcast is that we now have teachers from 12 countries across the globe tuning in, which is amazing. And countries just keep popping up every week, which is just so fun. The majority of you are from Australia uh, and then countries just keep coming. So yeah, awesome. Um, Also this week, I took a trip to Geraldton. If you don't know where Geraldton is, if you're not from WA or from Australia, it's about four, four and a half hours north of Perth City or where I am, where I live. And I took a trip up there this week uh, for a few days for my other role as an education consultant. And I visited a few schools up there um, and in country towns close to Geraldton and it was so refreshing to visit these schools because yes, um, obviously the teachers at these schools have deadlines and it's the end of the year and there's stress and there's all the things that come with being a school teacher and um, it being so close to Christmas and so close to the end of term four. But what was so refreshing was that so many of these teachers, it was so clear that they they weren't subscribing to rush culture or urgency culture. They were going at the pace that suited them. They were getting everything done 
and they were taking everything in their stride. And it gave me an idea for a podcast episode this week for you, all about how to bow out of urgency culture, because this has been something that's been massive for me this year. It's been kind of like a little journey I've taken myself on. Um, and I'm by no means an expert. Um, but I think it's, I think it's really something that needs to be spoken about more and teachers need support with because the rush, uh, the hecticness, um, the pace that schools move at these days um, is absolutely wild and it's not a place for a calm or settled nervous system. Um, It's not conducive to creating that stable baseline of calm and that's what I want to create in schools. That's um, that's what teachers need. So, yeah, it, it gave me the idea of creating um, a podcast episode on that this week to support you to bow out of urgency culture, to slow things down, to settle your nervous system. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing personally over the next couple of weeks. As we wind down, we move towards Christmas and New Year's summer holidays here in Australia, winter holidays in other parts of the world. Um, And something I think I'm going to do to slow down more in terms of slowing down mentally um, is taking a bit of a social media detox that always helps me to feel more present. um, And like I'm really involved in the moments that I'm a part of rather than just um, moving through things and then, you know, going back to my phone. So that's something that I'm personally going to be doing. Um, but I'm excited to dive into this episode with you and share some more ways that you can also opt out of urgency and rush culture. So let's get into some of those ways that you can do just that. This episode of Teaching with Soul is brought to you by the Mindful Teacher Bundle. The Mindful Teacher Bundle is a self-care toolkit specifically designed for educators to help you cultivate clarity and calm. The Mindful Teacher Bundle is for you if you care so deeply about your students, but you know that it's time to take care of yourself too. You're seeking small everyday changes that you can implement easily bit by bit. You're after practical tools to support you to feel your best that won't break the bank and you're ready to make self-care a priority, but you're not sure where to start. The Mindful Teacher Bundle gives you instant access to 12 powerful video masterclasses on topics such as worthiness, self-care, mindfulness, self-belief and bravery, downloadable journal prompts for each masterclass, a meditation album full of guided tracks specifically designed for educators, and 12 affirmation screensavers for your phone and computer backgrounds. The bundle is designed to allow you to access the resources in whichever way works best with your lifestyle and at your own pace. Download the Mindful Teacher Bundle today by following the link in the show notes. You deserve it, beautiful teacher. Okay, so I think we can all agree that within the education system, 
these days within school environments, there is a culture of urgency and it feels like everything is a rush. And so often I hear teachers almost blame this on their leadership, that there are so many deadlines that they need to do X, Y, and Z times 100 more things before a certain date uh, and that they feel so rushed. And none of that is wrong. Um, That's all valid. That is happening. Um, And of course, there needs to be institutional change that happens there. But from my experience, what I've seen is that urgency breeds urgency, breeds urgency. And so leadership, um, people in executive positions, they aren't creating this urgency out of nowhere just because they feel like it. They have experienced a system that feels urgent. And so that is what they're used to. Um, That is habitual. That is the arena that they've played in for their career. And so, of course, that is what they're going to perpetuate. Just like you may feel like you're within this system or this culture of urgency, and then maybe inadvertently you go into your classroom to teach a lesson and you find the words quick, let's move on to this quick, on to the next thing quickly, quickly, you know, clean up quickly. Those words are coming out of your mouth to your students and you are um, creating that culture of urgency within your classroom. Urgency breeds, breeds urgency, breeds urgency. And so we need to look at it less like it's somebody's fault um, and that we need to place blame and more so the way we need to look at it is how can I break the cycle? How can I make a change? How can I show up differently? Um, so that that's not what I'm breeding. I am creating something else. I'm creating change. So to me, urgency culture is, it stems from the capitalist society that we live in. Um, So, of course, if that is our societal norm, that is what is going to show up within our school systems. And you can recognize within yourself if you are subscribing um, to urgency culture because our nervous systems are wired for it. And some of the symptoms that you may experience are tension in your body, um, a racing mind, hurrying to do everything. And I see this a lot in um, people who may not even be, you know, actually rushing to somewhere, like they don't need to be anywhere quickly, but they're doing it quickly anyway. So an example of this may be, and you may experience this yourself, is that maybe you're in the car, maybe it's a Saturday um, and you're going to the shops and somebody pulls in front of you or someone's going really slowly in the car in front of you and you get really agitated really quickly because they're um, slowing you down and not allowing you to get where you need to be as quickly as you would like to, even though there's no exact time that you need to be there. No one's expecting you at a certain time. Um, You have all the time in the world. This is a pretend scenario, but um, you know what I mean? And 
It doesn't matter if you're there two minutes later, but you get that reaction in your body because you're so used to um, everything being urgent or at least feeling like it's urgent. Um, So we have that tension, that racing mind, um, that feeling that we need to hurry, even if we don't need to. And also in, in many of our experiences, we're rewarded for doing things quickly and efficiently. So we're rewarded for that. We're praised for that. And so we continue to do that because we're seeking that external validation um, and that praise from whomever it is in society that we're seeking that from, or maybe it's become a default and we're not actually even consciously seeking it from a particular person or from anybody. Um, but it's just a hangover from doing it constantly. And so it becomes habitual. So there's some of the symptoms that you may be subscribing to urgency culture, even if you haven't consciously chosen to do that. So I'd love to share some ways that you can begin to bow out. You can, you can begin to rewrite um, some of those habitual responses Um, and you can begin to choose again and slow things down. So the first way, let me give you a little scenario. Imagine that you're in a staff meeting and someone from the leadership team, your executive team has suggested a new idea or a new program or something for the new year. They've said, okay, we're going to start using this spelling program. Okay. We're going to start using this behavior management system in the new year. This is This is what we're all going to get on board with. And immediately you feel like you need to know the ins and outs of that system. You need to set up everything in your classroom. You need to, you feel as if you need to have it done ASAP. It's almost like this um, anxiety that starts bubbling up in that you feel behind even when it's only just been mentioned. Like it's, you've just been told about it 20 seconds ago and you feel like you're behind and that you need to figure it out and get your head around it and be an expert immediately. That's urgency culture in action. So one way that you can combat this and you can begin to calm your nervous system down um, and, and choose again is by taking a deep breath. And this is something you could do in the staff meeting as it's happening Take a deep breath in and say to yourself, they are choosing to make this urgent, but I don't have to. Another way or another situation where this could happen is maybe there's a deadline that's coming um, and maybe you're working with your team or your colleagues and there's a lot that needs to be done. There's a lot on your plates and somebody suggests staying back half an hour later or an hour later or working late is suggested and you feel like that has to happen. You feel like you need to do it um, because if you don't, you'll be letting people down. If you don't want to do that and it's not in your contract to do that, take a deep breath and say to yourself, they are choosing to make this urgent, but I don't have to. And maybe you can propose another suggestion or idea. We can also feel um, the pull of urgency culture or the threads of urgency culture. Anytime we receive 
a tricky email from a parent or a guardian, um, you know, you know the ones I'm talking about, those ones that make make your heart race. Um, maybe you've been accused of something. Maybe they're demanding something. You've got one of those emails and your heart begins to race. You want to reply immediately. There's this urge, I need to reply immediately and I need to reply perfectly and I need to solve this. That's urgency culture in action. You are more uh, more than allowed to, it's not great English, but you're allowed to take 24 hours, 48 hours. You're allowed to give yourself space. You're allowed to slow down um, and decide how you'd like to respond. So if you're in that situation, again, take a deep breath and say to yourself, they are choosing to make this urgent, but I don't have to. And in my experience, waiting 24 to 48 hours, putting together a response that you're really happy with and that you've come up with when you've felt calm and regulated, almost always ends in a calm response back. Obviously, we can't guarantee that. People are people and they'll react how they react. But generally, that is enough to diffuse the situation time. So we just need to give ourselves that time. Another way that you can begin to bow out of urgency culture is to zoom out, to zoom out and really put things in perspective. So let's go back to that email from a tricky email from a parent or a guardian it may be all you can think about for the next hour. It's flooding your brain. <laughs> I like to say it's plaguing your mind. Um, you can't stop thinking about it. Your heart is racing. Maybe you've got the sweats on. When we are so zoomed into a situation um, and it's all we can think about in our minds, generally something that we do, which is really strange, is we try and solve the problem in our minds as well. So we try and solve the problem from the same place which feels frenzied and anxious um, and which the problem is swirling around from. We try and solve it from the same place. But really what we need to do is calm that storm and then try and solve the problem. So if you find yourself all up in a problem and it's all you can think about and you're zooming in so minutely that uh, one singular situation is taking up all of your brain space, zoom out. Imagine yourself in the room or the park or the place that you are in. Zoom your perspective out to the building, the house. Zoom your perspective out again to the suburb that you're in. Keep on zooming until you can see the entire city the entire state, the entire country, the entire hemisphere, the entire world, keep on zooming out until you are looking at our earth, this rock that we reside on that's spinning through space in the infinite cosmos. And now think about that email. Does it seem all-encompassing or does it seem like a blip in this super short life that you get to live here on earth? 
I like to sometimes think about when I'm in a really anxious place or I'm really zoomed in on something in particular, I like to think of the deepest depths of the ocean and what miraculous, incredible creatures are going about their life in the depths of the ocean while I am worrying about an email. I like to think about everything that is happening in the deepest parts of the most luscious rainforest in the world. Like all of this is happening. All of that magic is happening on the same planet in which I'm worrying about an email. And so while yes, um, I need to tend to that email, I need to respond to that email, um, it doesn't need to envelop me and be the biggest thing in my world. And also you are capable of hard things. You can do hard things. You've done them before and you will be able to manage this. Um, But zooming out can often be such a perspective shift and help to calm our nervous system and put things in perspective. The last thing that um, I'd love to leave you with to support you to bow out of urgency culture is a reminder that tension releases when presence increases. So what you might like to do is that if you find yourself in a really rushy energy, so maybe you're walking really quickly around the classroom or really quickly um, around your school, maybe you need to go and photocopy something and you, you find yourself in such a hurry, you're walking so quickly, your mind is racing, your heart is just beating a million miles a minute, is to slow everything down. Remember, tension releases when presence increases. So slow down your pace. Maybe you begin to slow down the way that you're speaking to people. Slow down your conversation. I also like to, I find this really tricky, but I practice it all the time, is slow down my writing and how quickly I'm writing because I find that writing really, really, really quickly um, sometimes puts me in a place of urgency, even if I'm just writing in my journal and I don't need to be, you know, putting pen to paper at hundred kilometers an hour, I can take my time. And so slowing down the pace at which I'm writing, the pace at which I'm speaking, the pace at which I'm moving, um, and bringing yourself back to the present moment is just so powerful in combating that feeling of everything being urgent. So just to recap, um, a little affirmation that you can say to yourself when you find yourself um, moving into the slipstream of urgency culture is taking a deep breath and saying, they are choosing to make this urgent, but I don't have to. The second thing you can do is zoom out your perspective. Keep zooming until you feel more grounded, more at ease, and until the situation seems smaller in your head and less encompassing. And number three, remember that tension releases when presence increases and begin to slow everything down. 
If you would like some support to bow out of urgency culture, to set yourself up for a more present and mindful and calm school year in 2023, uh, I would love to support you with that. Don't hesitate to reach out for teacher wellness coaching. We could have a one-off power hour session together. Um or we could work together for three months. This is my favorite way to work with clients um, where we can really deep dive and I can support you. I can be your biggest cheerleader, your biggest advocate um, in supporting you to really reach those teacher wellbeing goals that you know are possible for you in 2023. So I'll put all the links to my coaching packages in the show notes. Until next episode, uh, I hope this, I hope this really helps you to slow things down and to come back to presence. Um, enjoy your final week, few days, final two weeks, um, in the classroom with your students for the year. Um, and I'll speak to you very soon. Big love, beautiful teachers. Thank you for listening to Teaching with Soul. If you gained value from today's episode and want to learn more about how to truly lead a more mindful, calm and balanced life as a teacher, head to the show notes to find out more about teacher wellness coaching and how we can work together. And before you go, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a five-star review on your platform of choice. This will help Teaching with Soul reach even more educators around the globe and assist me on my mission of supporting teachers, just like you, to remember their brilliance, own their worth and cultivate calm. Until next episode, big love, beautiful teacher.